Blog Talk Radio. Never fly off to Neverland 
I'll never travel in time All I can do is the best I can And go there in my mind So I close my eyes Imagine I'm there Hide and seek musical chairs, hot summer nights, and the cool winter snow from once upon a long time ago. I smile as I look back on roads I've crossed, traveling down memory lane. But without all of those that I loved and lost, life is not the same. For all the good times I can recall, to all I've loved, God bless you all, the happiest moments. That I'll never know Were once upon a long time ago song uh, for this show and for the family of Eastern Airlines. Uh, the lyrics are appropriate for our memories and stories that uh, we come every Monday to the radio and broadcast once upon a long time ago. Uh, and um, we do have memories that uh, we keep forever and some of those memories of course are associated with our love for the airline that we work for, Eastern Airlines. Today our show is going to be pretty much dedicated to an organization that's been around for a long, long time. I should have the background of the great organization known as the Silver Liners. First started out with Eastern flight attendants and now it's just gotten to be a worldwide organization. And we want to tell you a little bit more about it during our show today. And uh, I'm just proud to be an affiliate member, which I joined a few months back. And and uh, joining the organization, I was entitled to receive two. So far, I've received two copies of a wonderful magazine. And the magazine it comes out twice a year. And it's called the Silverliners International, Silverliners International News. And they proudly represent now over 63 airlines from Eastern Airlines, uh, which started, of course, a little history there. We started uh, as a as a mail plane operation from Pennsylvania, 
and I forgot the name of the little town. I couldn't pronounce it hardly if I even remembered it. But at any rate, uh, Pitcairn Aviation was the roots for what eventually became one of America's greatest airlines, Eastern Airlines. And it transitioned through Eastern Air Transport, Eastern Airlines, and and um, no longer uh, operating uh, as that uh, original uh, carrier. But uh, it's uh, it does have the name still flying in the sky. We'll talk a little bit more about that as we go into our show. But the first group of flight attendants, as we know them today, that were hired with Eastern Air Transport after it was sold by Harold Pitcairn. And uh, they they started their first operations back in June, I think it was 1931. Uh, United Airlines beat us with the flight attendants. I think we we're second to uh, have... Uh, hostesses, as they were called back in those days, in the airplane, which were mainly with Eastern, the Curtis Condor, and it seated about 18 people, and with a flight attendant, uh, more of a social director during the flight and entertaining the passengers, and eventually they had uh, uh, food service uh, on that airplane, and um, of course, then it became transitioned over to stewardesses, from hostess to stewardess and stewards, because Eastern at one time, Captain Eddie Rickenbacker decided to replace all the uh, female flight attendants, or stewardesses rather, uh, with stewards. And so they operated for a while, and I think that people uh, wanted to have the young ladies back in the in the uh, airplanes again and serving with their beautiful smiles so once again they started uh, to hire and use stewardesses and then around the 60s somewhere around 63 about the time i was hired i think it was during floyd hall's administration when he was president of eastern i changed over to flight attendants which uh, we refer to uh, flight attendants as male and female flight attendants. And with that little bit of background, I want to kind of play a little song here that I thought was appropriate for our discussion today of flight attendants. So bear with me. And, and this is, uh, by the way, this is for children that uh, uh, if you uh, go on the Internet, you can find just about any career or profession represented in children's songs. And this is the way the children see the flight attendants. So it's very short. Here we go.
Uh, I clipped that out of pilots and flight attendants uh, as the song referred to both careers and uh, thought it was pretty cute. So good way of introducing flight attendants on our show today. Mark, what do you think about that? Mark Porter is with us and he's going to talk a little bit about the New Eastern as we go into our show. Hello, Mark. Hi. How's it going there? Neil? Yeah, well, I thought it was cute. <laughs> yeah, I did a little cutting there, and uh, it's a pretty cute song. I'm going to play one more before we uh, talk about the Silverliners, and this one is, I think a lot of folks have heard this. I forgot to re- put down who sang this. Perhaps somebody, Perhaps you know Mark. But uh, I think this is a pretty neat song, too, about flight attendants. It's called The Las Vegas Turnaround. Philadelphia. Hall is generally hmm. the lead vocalist that you heard, and 
and uh, John Oates plays primarily the electric guitar and provides backing, uh, the backup vocal uh, for the song. But um, turnarounds, boy, did I fly a few turnarounds and uh, flew a lot of the night cargo turnarounds and go out and uh, deliver the cargo and turn around and come back and uh, home the, uh, the same day. And uh, a lot of a lot of the flight attendants and pilots enjoyed flying turnarounds, and uh, uh, didn't fly too many of them. But uh, sometimes I wanted to be home every day, and and those are the trips that you would bid for. Uh, Mark, today uh, the Silverliners, and we've talked about the Silverliners organization in the past. Uh, they are really a growing organization. Uh, not only now do they represent Eastern Airlines, but they've reached out to where they have 65 um, airlines from around the world that are members of the organization. So the word is spreading out no. wonderfully. That Silverliners organization, and uh, they have an outreach membership committee. And it's opening new chapters all over the country, as well as working hard at breathing new life in the struggling chapters. And sometimes yeah, that's because great. of age, yeah, because of age, you know, we become fewer. Uh, <laughs> they have a new chapter just formed in Phoenix, and uh, the leadership oh. there is by Lydia Davis and Chase Stevens. And then they talk about here in the magazine about Chicago and Dallas-Fort Worth have new and enthusiastic presidents, uh, Bobby Anderson, uh, is the president in Chicago, org, picking up the torch, and uh, Tacona Scoffair in Dallas-Fort Worth, and she's leading with mucho gusto. Uh, we are now working in opening, uh, on opening Las, uh, Las Vegas, Denver, and Seattle. Wow. Yeah, so it's really wow. growing. And they have an offshoot of the outreach membership committee called the Takeoff Tag Team. And it's chaired by Nancy Paisant. I think I pronounced that right, Paisant or Paisant. This will pair established chapters with new chapters like the Big Sister concept to help them out. And then Silverliners International is growing, and some of our new members are multi-talented and so enthusiastic about helping uh, with the uh, organization's growth. Uh, they have... Uh, sponsored different charitable organ, uh, uh, efforts, and just to name a few of those, the Silver Liners uh, donate to and, and participate with, uh, in Atlanta, the Mission K-9 Rescue, uh, Warrior mm. and Family Support Group, um, the Florida Gulf Chapter uh, is with the uh, Hurricane Supplies Drop-Off, and Southeastern Guide Dogs. Uh, they support great. over in Orlando, the uh, Shepherd's Lighthouse. I'm not certain what that represents, but uh, each chapter seems to represent a, a uh, worthy cause. Uh, the mm -hmm. Flight to the North Pole, uh, I think that's one of their yearly um, favorites and flight to the North Pole for children and to get them on the airplane, pretend that they're taking off and headed for the North Pole. And um, Jacksonville, the chapter that I'm a member of, uh, has a couple that they're uh, considering sponsoring. 
and um, don't have the names of them right now, but um, a lot of things happening there. Mark, uh, let me let me ask you this about the new Eastern Airlines, which we're going to hear more mm-hmm. from you about what's happening over there. At uh, I call it version 3.0, and no disrespect mm-hmm. there, but uh, everything now is computerized, so uh, applications, and I think we're up to uh, Microsoft Windows 11 now, so... That just uh, came across my my uh, email that uh, that's available. Mm-hmm. I'm not certain I want to get rid of 10 because <laughs> it seems like every time you go to a new Windows, um, it uh, has a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of problems with it. At least I I, I find it that way. But uh, if a person wanted to uh, look for work with the airlines today and, and Eastern Airlines, of course, is flying today. So, Mark, uh, what would you suggest that our listeners do in that case? What would well, you suggest? The, okay. The, their headquarters is in Wayne, Pennsylvania, but Eastern doesn't really hire um, directly. So there are two firms to go through. One is jsfirm.com. And the other one is Indeed.com. And you go to either one of those and type in Eastern Airlines LLC, and um, jobs from Eastern Airlines will pop up if they have any. A lot of them right now are to pilots. But, of course, as they add destinations they need and more aircraft, they need more flight attendants. And what Eastern is waiting for is for the Department of Transportation to grant it eight more aircraft to add to its fleet from 10 to 18, and that's when those eight more aircraft will need um, quite a few flight attendants. Because I think most of those eight will be the 8777s that are going to be added to the Stern commercial fleet. Um, But you can always type in the jsfirm.com and say you're interested in only hearing from jobs from Eastern Airlines and uh, LLC, uh, so you don't get the so you don't get the Chinese Eastern Airlines, and um, then the, they'll send you um, on your website your um, email any jobs that are coming up on that. Mark, would you have any idea as to? Uh, whether they would all be based in the same city, same location, uh, flying out because uh, the New Eastern is flying all over the world. Yeah, I I, I know they have some, uh, like they fly to Ecuador, so they have some Ecuadorian flight attendants, um, and they do a lot of the New York-Guayaquil run. Um, But um, then uh, some of those flight attendants, for example, are going on uh, DOD runs um, to Germany and bringing back all the uh, Afghans uh, that Eastern is still um, um, heavily working on for the Department of Defense, uh, and they're bringing them into Philly. So there are flights um, that have nothing to do with the commercial side of it. Mark, I guess... I guess with the new 777's passenger configuration, they must need, what, about 10 flight attendants minimum to operate that airplane, the size of it? Yeah, it's 385 seats, Neil. Wow. wow. So it, it's, a, it's a big guy. And if you get seven of those 
in the air, um, imagine the flight attendants you're going to need. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's right. And I would yeah. I would think even on their e cargo um, section, if they carried any passengers uh, up front, um, if they left a few seats up there, um, they might need at least two flight attendants for the pilots and uh, for a few few uh, pilots that would switch off. Yeah. Okay, very good. Interesting. Well, let me read. Uh, by the way, uh, I've got Al Jenkins with us. And Al, don't you? Hello, Al. Are you there? Hello. Yeah, I'm here. I got on late. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Hey, don't you have someone in your family that's a flight attendant? Yes, I do. My and daughter. Your daughter? Your daughter. Yes, that's sir. right. Okay. Oh, how cool. How long has she been flying, Al? Uh, about a year now. Okay. Is she is she uh, based there in Atlanta with you, where where you live? No, she she's based in Boston, but she lives here. <laughs> okay, like most flight attendants, or a lot of them, anyhow, uh, they're all commuting, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. I stayed so, in Atlanta. So what does she fly? Yeah, what does she fly? She doesn't fly. She's a flight attendant. I mean, what kind oh, of equipment okay. is she flying? I don't know. I guess yeah. it's all different ones. I don't think it's the same type every time. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so she's with one of the big big ones, and we don't have to mention the name of the airline, but um, <laughs> unless uh, you want to. Oh, uh, yeah, Delta <laughs> Airlines. Okay, Delta. Uh, oh, the, well, they're really pushing it in in Boston. Wow. Okay. Increasing, increasing flights everywhere. Yeah, wow. yeah. Well, I've got a story here I want to read that's uh, from a, an Atlanta retired flight attendant. It was with version 1.0, as I was. It's from Peggy Leroy, uh, who based, was based in Atlanta. And she writes an, a story in the uh, this last issue of the Silverliners International News magazine. And she says, at Delta... On a quick turn from Atlanta to Orlando, back to Atlanta, after deplaning passengers in Orlando, cleaners on board, I was in first-class galley setting up for a uh, ground service. For our own ground service, an agent came aboard to ask if she could pre-board the penguins. I assumed that this was a school team from somewhere returning home after their Disneyland visit a common occurrence in Orlando flights. Of course, bring them on, I said. Better to get them settled before regular boarding. A few minutes later, down the concourse, comes two large blue wagons with blue enclosed canopy-type coverings, each being pulled by two women in SeaWorld uniforms. Surprise! Hmm. Covers come off, and out hops two large, real penguins. <laughs> the ladies proceeded to board our Boeing 767-400, carrying a stack of blue blankets, which they placed on the floor and in all the seats in the first row of, main, of the main cabin. I'm still laughing and not believing what is happening, then asking if I could pet them. 
The answer, of course, is no, but you can gently <laughs> touch them with the back of your hand. The, pen, the, the penguins just stood in front of their seats while the entire crew, front and back, stood laughing and watching. We finally began boarding, which was a nightmare since no one wanted to bypass penguins without taking pictures and making comments. We did take a delay, but the crew decided good. Goodwill was more important, and the passengers just loved it. Beverage service, almost impossible in the back. When we finally stopped, the handlers walked the penguins down each aisle, so a better look was had by all. It was probably the happiest group of passengers I have ever had on board. On the Atlanta arrival, the ramp men brought those two large wagons up the ramp steps, and then again, we took delays since they just could not stop laughing, looking, and not wanting to leave the jetway. A real happy feet flight. Yeah, what a story. That's an amazing. Unusual, <laughs> unusual trip. Penguins, live penguins with passengers, live passengers on board. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, this is one story of which there are many uh, that uh, flight attendants in different locations and different airlines uh, share stories in this uh, Silver Liners International News. A great, great uh, magazine that, uh, as a matter of fact, on the next page uh, is a story that I sent them and they found it interesting enough that they printed it, but I'm not going to read it, but I think everyone has already heard it, about how the balloon landed in my backyard. I mean, literally landed in my backyard, a balloon with passengers. <laughs> so uh, you'll have to buy the magazine in order to read that story. But uh, some wow. great, great stories uh, are shared in this magazine. So uh, can you give us an idea, Mark, about what's happening now with the New Eastern? Sure, uh, Neil, I'd be glad to. Um, the New Eastern is focusing on two fronts right now. Um, they're focusing on um, – they, they had purchased 35 e-cargo 777s, um, and those aircraft are arriving at the Jet Midwest facility in uh, Kansas City, Missouri, at a very fast clip, um, landing more than, you know, two to a month. And uh, Eastern Airlines has also purchased um, a maintenance facility and a reconditioning uh, company that are fixing these 777s out in Kansas City. Um, and so the, they already have one uh, cargo company, uh, cargo company, cargo aircraft painted and ready to go. So I would think that by December they will have five of these 777s painted and ready to go. And as soon as the Department of Transportation gives them the go-ahead, these will be flying into many airports. You'll be seeing Eastern's 35 777s off cargo uh, for Amazon, DHL, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, Khalifa? Khalida, Connie Khalida. Uh, right, yeah. Right. 
they because they have a contract with them and DHL, and I think I think DHL is a subsidiary of Kalita. Um, mm-hmm. I know that I know that Eastern has two, no five seven four sevens that are what Kalita runs, and that's probably to use in partnership that should they need to rent it out um, one of Eastern's planes. Because I, I know Eastern wants to have these airborne before the Christmas rush, because mm-hmm. um, the timing's pretty good. So mm-hmm. it's kind of fun to be able to see these big jets, the, the seven 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 two hundreds and three hundreds coming in, knowing that thirty three more of these aircraft will be flying in, and they're coming in from uh, their ex aircraft for. Um, Emirates, for um, Jal, from um, Anna, and from Scoot, which Scoot is a uh, part part of mm. I think Anna. And so the latest was, you know, they comes in a very cheery yellow, and uh, I think it's one of the smartest moves for Eastern Airlines, because these planes are very fuel efficient and can carry a lot of e-cargo and even the ones Neil on the uh, commercial side you can have your 385 passengers or DOD but you also can carry a ton of cargo and Mm -hmm. I think that's their their strategy is to be like a a Pan Am that flew the 747s which was not that uh, efficient but had a lot of cargo facility down below Kind of like uh, what Eastern did with the A300 when we first got them, and that right. Moonlight Special operation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. was a, that was a really that was a good thing. Yeah. And um, Eastern has about has a ton of money. Let me put it that way. So I don't know why they tiptoe around American Airlines. Um, they're in John F. Kennedy and they're in Miami. And frankly, I think that's a little crazy. Why not fly be, fly out of uh, Orlando, Sanford, and make that your hub, and service it with seven three sevens, like the old Eastern did with the DC nine, correct? That's right. Yeah. So if you have the wide body and the narrow body, that's the per- and no other aircraft. That's the perfect fleet because then you become feeders and yeah. if you use a 737-800 on a thin route to I don't know Barbados or Georgetown or or, uh, or Guayaquil, Ecuador when you don't need a 244 seat 767 or a 385 seat 777 mm. then fly in your, your 737-800s or 900s mm-hmm. I, I just think those two aircraft are are pretty perfect and uh, uh, I think years ago United Airlines got away from it but if you see they're trying to trim theirs down to wide body and just a narrow body but they're 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 too mixed do they have like 14 mm-hmm. different types of aircraft Eastern has yeah. a chance of getting rid of their 10 767s and just making it 777 and a narrow body okay Wow. Okay. We've got a yeah. 
caller 386, area code. Who might that be? Area code 386. Hey, Neil. It's Vito from uh, hey, Boston over in St. Augustine. Yeah. How are you today? Uh, not too bad. Uh, I was keeping up with the chores, and I said, hey, let me get into that radio show today, see what's going on. <laughs> I heard I heard wide bodies and narrow bodies and something about stewardesses and I kind of I kind of had to jump in there as fast as possible. <laughs> okay, well you yeah you got in time to hear one of my favorite clips of all uh, clips concerning flight attendants, and I'm gonna play it oh. in just a minute. I'm gonna play it in just a minute, great. but before I do that, I'm gonna I'm gonna give one more so, uh, one more story here. And then uh, okay. and then we'll play that and talk to Mark a little bit. And Vito, if you'd like to add something to it, now Jenkins is with us. Please do so. Uh, this story is, uh, this happens to a lot of folks that uh, fly with the airlines. We get celebrities. I've had my share, I guess, of celebrities on board the airplane. And uh, in this case, one of the celebrities, if I can find that article in there, uh, about uh, oh here it is uh, it's from uh, Lynn Joyce uh, Leonard from Atlanta and she says spending half of my career as an Atlanta reserve flight attendant allowed me to often fly all around the Eastern Airlines system on short notice there were no cell phones back then so I used a pager finally called a beeper Relying on a beeper was a bit risky when crew scheduling expected total availability during your on-call hours. The alternative was staying by your home telephone. Eventually, the ready reverse slot requiring reserves to uh, sit in the crew lounge during some of their uh, on-call segments was instituted. With the ever-increasing Atlanta traffic, driving to the airport in 50 minutes was very stressful. The heavy loads on our transcontinental flights to Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Seattle required E, which meant an extra flight attendance on the L-1011 and A-300 planes. Reserves flew these very senior trips. My personal favorite was working the L-1011 trips to San Juan. This tropical trip had a long Puerto Rico layover, which I spent lounging on the beach or shopping in lively historic San Juan. The trip that was most significant during my career was flown on a DC-9 in 1980. I did headed to Boston to cover a trip. While relaxing in the Boston crew lounge, a scheduler came and summoned me and said, come on, we're giving Ronnie a ride. Little did I know that he was referring to who would become the 40th U.S. President, Ronald Reagan. His scheduled private plane from Boston to Atlanta had a mechanical, and after the Reagan charter was canceled, Eastern provided an alternative flight that arrived in Atlanta before the Reagan evening campaign event was to take place. Sadly, the old but dependable DC-9 was modest compared to to a luxurious private plane. The standard catering was not very presidential as there was no time to upgrade. The Reagans would soon be dining in the White House entertaining prestigious world leaders and elite dignitaries from every corner of the globe. My thinking was that this candidate, 
a Californian could have needed our help in Los Angeles. Eastern's first-class Atlanta service was fit for a king or president from the pre-departure. Hot towels to the culminating custom ice cream sundaes and impressive liqueur service. However, the DC-9 ordinary meal service designed for short-haul flights was inadequate for these noteworthy passengers. Mrs. Nancy Reagan was not pleased with the cabin temperature, the lunch menu, and the overall in-flight experience. She was California chick dressed in an elegant green Chanel suit, not a hair out of place or a smile on her face. It must be very stressful campaigning for the potential next leader of the free world. She lovingly kept her hand on her husband's hand while he was seated next to her. The Reagans' devotion to each other was affectionately on display during the flight. Candidate Ronald Reagan was handsome, charismatic, and friendly to the entire crew. He spent time in the rear of the aircraft conversing with three young Marines. I admire his genuine interest in talking to these very young recruits. It was difficult not to eavesdrop on their conversation as I was clearing the remaining cabin service items. Such a gentleman, he smiled when he excused himself to pass me in the aisle when he returned to the first class. This man radiated movie star charm. The smooth, uneventful flight landed in Atlanta on time and allowed the candidate and his wife ample time to prepare for that evening event. The Reagans were met at the plane by an Eastern Airlines Red Coat Supervisors. What did I learn on this day? In an airline career, you just never knew who could be on your next flight. That's for sure. And as the passengers deplane from most airplanes, I kind of like this little clip that tells you what a lot of flight attendants go through. It's from Saturday Night Live. This concludes the safest part of your journey. Thank you for flying Total Bastard Airlines. In the case we at Total Bastard Airlines are bitter about the career paths we've taken, and we do tend to take that out on our passengers. We at Total Bastard Airlines realize that in your travel plans, you have a choice of many airlines. So we'd like to thank you for choosing to fly the blue skies of Total Bastard. Okay, here we go. Thanks for flying with us. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks now. Bye-bye. 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 Hey, you live here in Pittsburgh? Uh, no, actually, I'm here. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Excuse me, could you tell me... Bye-bye. I'm sorry, what? What part didn't you understand? The bu or the bye? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm getting a connecting flight to Denver. Mm -hmm. I was wondering, do you know the gate? Bye-bye. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just about bye -bye. to go. Bye-bye. But if you just wait... Bye-bye. 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 You're very heavy. What did you say, Mom? What? I said bye-bye. I just said bye-bye 40 times in a row. Why would I say anything else? It doesn't make sense. Did I just say something without knowing it? No, go, bye-bye. Hi, I was just wondering. Bye-bye. 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 Hello, you have been rude to me the entire flight. No, I wanted to play it, and you've never brought it to me. I can't be little help. Bye-bye. 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 B
Bye-bye. 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 Today. Peg leg. Today. Come on. Good, good, good. I guess this is the part of the trip where we all wait for you. How fun. Okay. Bye-bye. I'm sorry. I just broke my leg. How strange. I swear she said bye-bye, yet I still see your mouth flapping. Yeah, but I... Uh, have that, uh, there it is again. The flapping mouth. How odd. I want to see motion, movement. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay? Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Sorry about the leg. Bye-bye. I'm going to be waiting for you outside in the terminal. Great. Bye-bye. No, 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 no. There's more. I'm going to pound your face in. Okay, Slick. Bye-bye. Okay, I'm going to destroy you. Bye-bye. I am going to kick the crap out of you. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Knock-knock. Who's there? Bye-bye. I don't get it. There's nothing to get. Bye-bye. Excuse me, could you tell me where um, the baggage claim will be? Mm, your baggage, right. What was it I wanted to tell you about your baggage? Oh, yeah, nobody cares. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi, uh, could you arrange for me? Uh, I need bye-bye. To... Yeah, bye-bye. No, I have this carry-on, and I was just wondering... Here's me. Bye-bye. Here's you. I want to say something important. Me. Bye-bye. You. I'm Joe Carry-on. Let me through. I'm a big man. I don't check nothing. Me. Bye-bye. You, I'm cool. I wear a suit. No way am I a loser. Well, you're wrong, number but. Hi, what are you listening to? Hits from the 70s. Oh. Whoa, the 70s. I love the 70s. Aw, bye-bye. Say bye. Bye-bye. Do the bye-bye. Do the bye-bye. That's the way, but ba 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 I like it. Okay, okay, bye-bye. show's, show's over, over, folks. Bye-bye. Let's move. Bye-bye. Let's get, let's pick this thing up. Let's go for it. Let's up. One, two, three. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot. Cattle. Security. We're getting off the plane. Can we get an escort through the terminal? Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> Any of you guys remember that skit that they did? Mm-mm. No? Yep, that's cute, though. Uh, the I gal that... Uh, they, I forgot the, the, the guy that uh, was a little small guy, but the gal that uh, played the flight attendant was uh, the one that played in uh, Anthony Hopkins, uh, you know, the... Uh, lamb or what? What's the name of that? Well, Jody Silence Jody Foster Jody Foster mm. was uh, Silence playing of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, and uh, yeah. so she played the part uh, of the flight attendant. But that's one of the better ones that uh, it's it, and Total Bastard Airlines. I thought that was a kind of a unique name for uh, yeah. un, unfit service, but. Uh, there was a lot more to the skit with Total Bastard. Matter of fact, I think they did a couple of skits about that. Uh, but, okay, Mark, anything else to talk about? Uh, or Al Jenkins, you want to yeah, add I mean, anything to it? Go ahead, Mark. There's some interesting things that um, I'm always browsing. I mean, I, I know that Eastern Airlines, for example, is continuing their DOD flights, bringing uh, Afghans home here, and the CEO is very proud of that I, th- I think that you should be because it's it's very the, the, it's a, such a small airline and yet they've taken uh, like six of their eight aircraft and devoted it all to the DOD flights um, and that's what of course hurts their commercial side and they need that expansion but I, I, I came across um, a very interesting thing on 
Wikipedia. It says that after the bankruptcy of Dynamic, and it came out, you can hear me, correct, Neil? Neil? Yes, I can hear you. Go ahead, Mark. Okay, sorry, sorry about that. And it came out of bankruptcy. It says that the CEO um, is Steve Harst. And then it also says that these are under key people is Olga Aluf, owner 70% of Eastern. Mm, and Kenneth, Kenneth Woolley is 30% owner. Mm. And Olga Aluf sits on the El Al board. Okay. So I, I, I look at that, and, and they're, they're from the days of the czar when they had to flee Stalin and they went to uh, Amsterdam and a, a very wealthy uh, Jewish German um, Russian family. And now they're one of the largest billionaire families in Israel. Um, but here it is on the Eastern Airlines board of key people. And it says she's a 70% owner. Now, I have to assume this is correct because all the rest of the same page is correct. It says subsidiaries, Eastern Air Cargo, the aircraft fleet size 12, destinations 4. So everything else is up to date. So I would have to assume that her being in there is up to date. And maybe this is how Eastern has gotten so much money as of recent and allowed Kenneth Woolley to go out and buy two airways. Also, he has 51% of that, and the other 49% is owned by an Israeli company that used to be with El Al. The nation is Israel. Huh. So I see, Interesting. I see, and then, and then, and then Kenneth Woolley still owns 40% of Swift, which is I Aerial Group. Mm-hmm. And he just bought a large uh, maintenance facility here, another one here in the United States. So he owns two, and one of those is with a different airline. Um, mm-hmm. So I see four private airlines maybe merging in the future and coming together. Um, mm-hmm. Two Airways, mm-hmm. two, two Airways that he owns, for example, just bought an A three thirty two hundred. And they okay. have seven A320s that are going to service the Mediterranean. So it's like a mm-hmm. big net coming together, I think. Okay. Um, I, I find that just fascinating, To What is she doing on the Eastern Airlines board? And, and still, what is she doing on the El Al board, you know? Yeah. Interesting, so I, yeah. I say, yeah. I think things will all of a sudden... Um, I think they'll come together also faster than we're predicting. Yeah. Well, you know, over the years, uh, when Eastern was operating version 1.0, we contributed to the war effort um, during World War II and Korea, of course, Vietnam. And um, we flew the MAC trips. Uh, Vito, I don't know if you knew about the military airlift command flights that the commercial carriers flew during the wartime periods. Were you familiar with those, Vito? 
No, I, I'm not, but I know that certain um, private enterprises are, are sort of drafted into uh, different government roles when there's a war. Yeah. But, well, so, but that, that makes sense. The, the uh, magazine, the Silverliners magazine, has several pages uh, uh, that uh, – talks about flying the freedom birds, as they were called, and airlines and the Vietnam War. And I think uh, during the Vietnam, we, f we flew the DC-8s uh, primarily uh, overseas on those trips and fascinating stories and some really good stories by flight attendants uh, that uh, talk about their uh, times that they were Flying the Mac operations are outlined in this magazine. Really great stories. So um, uh, the idea of show, the show today and is uh, the fact that there's a wonderful organization, and uh, e even if you're not a flight attendant, or if you're a flight attendant listening from one of the over 50 countries around the world that listen to us regularly. Um, you might want to consider joining this organization called the Silver Liners International. You can just type in in your uh, computer browser, Silver Liners International, and I'm not certain whether that's – yeah, here's a website. It's www.thesilverliners.org, thesilverliners.org. And there's no apostrophe or anything like that. So just put that in your browser, and uh, you probably uh, see some information about how to join and why uh, it would be uh, your advantage to, especially if you were a flight attendant and that was a year retired. Uh, and if you are not retired, it's still a great organization to be a member of. They are having their annual uh, reunion or convention, I should say, in Tampa next year. I think it's around April of next year, and I got some great, uh, uh, got a great program. To uh, I think it's a four-day convention, so I'm hoping that I'll be able to drive down there for one or two of those days and meet some of the people. And I've been to one of their a couple of their conventions in the past. We've done radio shows from a couple of their conventions. And one was in the villages there in central Florida, around Ocala area. And the other one was down in West Palm Beach when they had a convention down there. So this one's going to be over in Tampa. So a good organization, and I strongly recommend that uh, even as an affiliate member, I think the, the cost of being an affiliate member was uh, you don't have to belong to a chapter. It's cheaper to just to belong to the to the international group, and then if you wanted to attend any of the local chapters that uh, you might live close to, might consider joining that local chapter, which is a separate application. But uh, have a wonderful organization there, and they keep the name of Eastern alive. Plus, they're promoting uh, the Eastern or the uh, flight attendant career which, as I said earlier, started back in 1931. So it's been around a long time, almost 100 years here. What, 90 years? 31 to hmm. today, I think, is 90 years. Flight attendants wow. have been around in one form or another. Hostess to begin with, stewardesses, and us old-timers still refer to them occasionally as stewardesses. 
and or stewards. So at any rate, anything else that uh, is newsworthy or you want to mention, uh, uh, Al, any uh, anything happening? Oh, I wanted to ask you, Al, did you ever work on those uh, those uh, Mac operation uh, th those Mac airplanes? Yes, I did. You did. Okay. Yes, sir. Was there any kind of special configuration, or was it just the same configuration as a normal passenger? Uh, it's about the same as pa uh, with passengers. Okay. You know the roll roll out. Okay. And I got area code seven hundred four just showed up on my board. Hello, seven hundred four. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Who is? Okay. It? Yeah. I I just called in a little late. <laughs> Who is this? Jim Holder? Uh, no. Oh. Uh, uh, name is Drew. I've I've worked in Chicago and Atlanta. Okay, Drew. Uh, uh, what what did what department did you work in? I was on the ramp. Okay, what years were you there? Uh, I started in '77, and basically to the to the end. Yeah, yeah. I had and, a few real close friends of mine that worked in Atlanta on ramp service, and uh, yeah. It's a great airline, and uh, oh, I'd go back <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> Wouldn't we all, Drew? What's your <laughs> last name? That's your first name, Drew. Drew Schumann. Drew Schumann. Okay, and you're living in. I I, I live in now. I live in outside Charlotte. Oh, okay, outside of Charlotte. All right. Very good. Yeah, I, I ran after Eastern, after the shutdown. I ran uh, freight companies, and I ran one in uh, Atlanta for eight years, and then oh, came up to okay. Charlotte and worked at uh, basically a manager of one up here uh, for mm -hmm. well, basically 20 years. Wow. You didn't happen to know of So I stayed, that, I stayed close to the airline group, just I had to deal with other people. Yeah. Up here in Charlotte, it was mostly U.S. Air. Did you did you so, know a Captain uh, Bob Bytel by any chance? Lived in the Charlotte area? No. Okay. Because everybody in Charlotte, I, I, I never had any dealings with anybody with Eastern in Charlotte. Okay. Heck, in Charlotte, if... You had to have about 28 years just to be junior man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the employees up here were veterans. Yeah. And on top of that, Charlotte for Eastern was real slow, was real small. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know how many employees they had, but because uh, I never had any dealings, you know, when shut down and I was in Atlanta when everything shut down. Yeah. But uh but I knew you couldn't you get up here unless you worked forever. Yeah. Well at, that's at least in my department. I used to live in Miami and I got I was hired in Miami and uh I thought that if 
if I could get back to Miami, it'd probably take 10 years or more to get back, seniority-wise, to get back to Miami. And then now, what once, is, I, what department once I experienced another base out of Atlanta, I decided I didn't want to go back to Miami. I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. I broke you up. Uh, yeah. What department are you, are you in? I was in flight or operations. In? I was a pilot with Eastern, yeah. Oh, pilot? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I dealt, but, I dealt with, I didn't, I wanted to be a pilot. I was go, I was accepted to Embry Riddle oh. flight school and, uh, biggest mistake of my life I, in Daytona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was all, I was all accepted. So I got recruited out of New York. I grew up in New York and, uh, went down there and, it it was what I wanted to do. It was just not yeah. at the time. My family just not financially a good idea, but hindsight would have been a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, I liked the school. I liked it. It was right there on Daytona's airport. Uh, well, I played Drew, a lot I of went sports. To, I went to uh, Amber Riddle back in 1958. <laughs> oh man! When it there was no Daytona Beach campus, it was Miami at the old Aviation Building and out at Tamiami Airport, and uh, oh, that's where yeah. pretty much Emory Riddle started or Riddle Airlines, a Riddle Emory Riddle rather. Oh, and it um, looked like but, a great school. Yeah, yeah. Hey it guys, sure is. Was the NASCAR track there? Yeah. Oh great! Wow. What was what was that, Vito? Was the uh, NASCAR track nearby at that time when you went to school down there, Neil? You uh, mean in Miami? In Miami? No, in uh, Daytona Beach. Oh, I, now now Drew went no, there. Was I, I don't think it was. Daytona. But uh, no, I went back in 1958, and <laughs> there was no racetrack anywhere near the 27th Avenue and. Northwest 36th Street. That's where the aviation building was. And, of course, Tamiami Airport was out on Tamiami Trail uh, outside yeah. the city mm-hmm. limits of Miami. And uh, and uh, I soloed an aircraft over at Brown's Airport, which was a dirt field, a grass strip, down in Kendall, Florida, down close to the uh-huh. parrot jungle down there. So that's mm-hmm. about my aviation background. But, guys, the one in yeah, go ahead, Neil. I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you know, uh, Neil, on the Tamiami Airport, I called and spoke with them there. You can fly commercial flights into there if you have an agricultural license with your airline. Uh, you mean the new I, Tamiami out at Kendall? Uh, right. The old, yeah, the old think, Tamiami I was think. out on Tamiami Trail, which was Southwest 8th Street. Right. Yeah, no, this is out in Kendall. But I think... That would be a perfect airport. <laughs> so if yeah, the airline would just get an agricultural license and fly some seven threes in there, you know? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I went down are, when they interviewed. Go ahead. Are you are you two both pilots? No. No, I'm the only one here. Let's see, Al's maintenance and and. Um, Mark, you were you doing your own airline research is what mm-hmm. consulting is what right. Mark does. 
And Vito, I think Vito, you're in in the insurance business, aren't you, Vito? Uh, yes, doing uh, life insurance. And uh, oddly enough, Vito, the word Vito means life. So it comes to hey. old in the last year. I sell on life insurance, and it makes sense. Okay. <laughs> well, Vito, what you do at Eastern? Yeah. Pardon me. Vito, what'd you do at Eastern? Uh, I I flew on a flight uh, once or twice down to Tampa, just a passenger. And uh, oh. my story is on on the way home, they unfortunately went uh, Chapter 11 or bankruptcy, and I had to jump on a Delta flight to get back home. So that's my uh, – so and uh, I'm, right in, I'm in a nearby right. vicinity of Neil. <laughs> uh, we're kind of – I don't know about a stone's yeah. throw, but maybe a, maybe a rocket – a rocket yeah. uh, launch throw. I'm on, I'll like get it. me a drone, and I'll send you messages via drone, okay? <laughs> sure. Yeah. If anybody needs insurance, Vito Marola, Vito.Marola777 at gmail.com. There you go. Say it again. <laughs> there you go. My, my first plug ever. <laughs> Say it again. So it's Vito, V-I-T-O, dot Marola. That'd be like Toyota Corolla, but M O R O L L A seven 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 at gmail dot com. Well, we know what seven 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 means. It's a Boeing airplane. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. I've been I have been informed. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right, guys. So I've Vito, you never worked for Eastern at all. No, he no, did. I did not. Just <laughs> called in. I'm just. A, I'm like surprising a to see you on the on the. On the call here, that's that's comforting. Oh, well, Drew, we've got we've got listeners from around the world, fifty countries around the world, listening to us every week, and um, I can identify those countries. I keep wanting to uh, uh, call off the list of countries that do listen to us. I have in the past, so I I think I ought to acknowledge where folks around the world listen uh, to us, and of course they're listening to us on the internet. And uh, what time of day, nobody knows because uh, the time zones. But uh, we do uh, uh, keep up with those people that do listen to us frequently from the Well, I countries. see a lot of people on that uh, email. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad that you're listening and you're watching the uh, email and the Facebook presence. And I'm going to have to uh, land this airplane right now for... A week, and then we'll bring it out of the hangar and take it off again. But here is an L-1011 landing at wherever you want it to land. That's our show for the day. Thank you guys so much for being with me. And that's uh, uh, Mark Porter in the, in the Orlando area, Al Jenkins up there in the Atlanta area. And uh, we just heard Drew in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Vito just across the street from us. Uh, not the street, I-95 from us. Uh, but uh, Vito, I'm going to be calling you and talking to you about uh, what's coming up uh, with the uh, community, okay? Okay, sure. That's great. Uh, yeah, sure. 
Just give Great me about, show, guys. Give me a, about an hour. I have to do something with the kids for a second. Uh, well, I got to, it'll be after that, okay? Okay, thanks a lot. See you guys. See you guys. Take care now. Okay, have a nice week. Don't take that airplane ride, but you locked me out of your mind. Left me standing here behind Silver wings Shining in the sunlight Roaring engines Headed somewhere in flight They're taking you away Silver wings Slowly fading out of sight Taking you Good report, Mark. Thanks so much. Oh, you're welcome, Neil. Have a nice week. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.